have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Alright everybody, welcome back to another awesome week on the I Know You Hear Me podcast with me, Flynn Hendricks. The hits keep coming and I've got another awesome guest on the line. Today's guest, I feel like I've known her longer than we've actually known each other. She is somebody that has helped me not only get started and find my footing in the voice acting world, she's also somebody that I guess I'm cool enough to share a birthday with and she's done a lot more to help others in the voice acting community as well. So when we have her on the show momentarily, we're going to dig into what she does to keep herself sane, how she juggles a family life on top of a popular Twitch channel and a pretty busy voice acting career to boot. So we got a lot to talk about there. But before we get started, we got to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsors and our listeners and just thank everybody for all the continued support. This is coming up on episode 13 now, and the fact that we've made it three months and you guys continue to support means the world to me. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like us on all social media platforms. We'll have those linked in the show notes below. And subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Continue to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and share it with your friends. But without further ado... It is my pleasure to have on the line Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes, how are you doing tonight? Hey, uh, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I hope that you are as well. Oh, it's uh, it's been a busy day. It seems like it made me fight to get to this portion of my day to knock these interviews out and have some fun. But man, it's uh, it's worth it. So I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be here too. Thank you for having me again. My Appreciate pleasure. It. I mean... Don't thank me. I mean, you've done so much for me, whether you realize it or not, that this is an honor for me because, I mean, like I said, you helped me find my footing in the voice acting world. And you kind of helped me realize that this is a community where it really is a family compared to some of the other entertainment genres I've been in. So I'm just eternally grateful for everything you've done and continue to do to help me out and help others in the community, too. Oh, thank you. I I know how hard it can be. And having support and having people to just back you up really makes a difference in this industry and is pretty much the driving force that keeps me going. So I I am always happy to be here for you. And I just appreciate our friendship so much. Same here. (laughs) And like I said, I I guess I'm cool enough to share a birthday with you too. So that's that's even better. We are twin. We got the twin birthdays. That's incredible. (laughs) Like who would have thought, you know, such a small world. Win. <laughs> and it's funny because we were actually introduced to each other not too long after our birthdays. I think it was this time last year, but it feels like so much longer ago. Uh, yeah, we I feel actually, like I've known you for years, for sure. Right. 
we got cast on a project uh, that unfortunately didn't make it past the developing stages. But I mean, like, I met you and so many other people I'm friends with now. And I feel like I've known all of you guys for years at this point. It just it blows my mind that it's barely been 15 months. Yeah, it's just the friendships that I've built in such a short period of time has been absolutely incredible. I I can't explain it. It's just like it's it's just really amazing how these friendships came together through this industry. And it's only been how many months? Yeah. Uh, I've known you forever, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good thing to have as a good, fr- you know, those kind of friendships are the kind of friendships that I desire and people to have in my circle for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it just, it takes me back to the whole wrestling thing where you see all these people and, you know, you may not live in the same state. You may live in different parts of the world even, but when you start talking to these people and you start connecting and making these friendships and these bonds, whether you see them every day, whether you talk every day or not, the second you start talking to them, it feels like you haven't missed a beat or you've known them like your entire life. It's just a, it's a special thing. It is. It is. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting some really special friendships that I've developed over the, I would say, um, maybe a year, year and a half with some of them. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet them in person for the first time. And it was just as wonderful as online. It's just, I, I am so grateful to, you know, have the opportunity to do something like this to where I can have these kind of friendships. I mean, it's just, it's such an important thing to have for sure. Like not just in voice acting, but in life in general, because life can get hard and to have people in your corner through struggles and everything like that, having a support system to help you through the things that are not easy makes a huge difference and makes us keep going. I'm so glad I've, some of my closest friends are from the voice acting community. Same here. And I mean, like I said, it's like I haven't even met some of these people in person yet, but I feel like that connection where you're comfortable talking to them, it may be easier because they're going through something that you're going through at the same time. So it's relatable and easy to open up to it. It's a weird thing to explain. It's so simple when you actually get into it and you start talking, you know, as weird as that sounds. It's a special bond for sure, because like you said, we are going through some very common things when life gets really, really difficult and you just need to vent to somebody, you know, you have people that you can vent to, to help you through the not so easy parts of, especially in the voice acting community, or like in, in my case, the, the Twitch streaming, when you have certain individuals that you can vent to that you feel like you've known for forever and kind of like have somebody to lean on, it really makes everything just seem less intimidating. And I feel like a lot of the fears I used to have are no longer there because I, I have people that are just like they they remind me of who I am when I feel like I get lost at times. You right. Know? And, and it's a it's a great thing. And a lot of people do go through that, whether it's imposter syndrome or, you know, whatever it is that they're going through that's making them struggle on an emotional or mental, physical level that could really kind of affect, you know, their career path. It sounds simple, but it's it, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yep. It really is. I'm so I'm so grateful. I keep saying that it's just an amazing thing. I have never had such a support system like I've had until I started the voice acting and Twitch streaming stuff. I mean, it's just people are just amazing. Right. And <laughs> I mean, it's, away. <laughs> it, it's funny. The older you get, the more you realize the simpler something is, the better it is. And for real, <laughs> th- this yep. community gave me no choice but to accept the, the love and family dynamic you know, because coming from my background, I'm used to people trying to step over people to get to the next level or be friends to your face. And then, you know, I like just 
bury you to somebody when you're not even there. So getting Yeah, and I, I come from hospitality. It's a very, very, very tough industry yes. when it comes to things like what you're describing. Unfortunately, people are at each other's throats. Yep. The stress levels are unreal. I wouldn't say it's the same as retail, but just that's just the stress of it is pretty bad. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, the relationships can get pretty straining and it's just, it's not the same. I, I love hospitality to a certain extent. Uh, matter of fact, I have a part-time hospitality job that I love, but prior to when I was in management, I just, I was absolutely miserable because it just felt like I was constantly trying to to fight the world to try and, you mm -hmm. know, make my guests happy, make my employees happy. It was just a really, really hard balance. And sometimes yeah. you feel like you, you're just alone in it. But with voice acting, even though we're all individuals and Twitch streaming, even though we're all individuals and we're all technically running our own businesses, we're running our own journeys or paths, things like that. There's something about this, the friendships that we've made through these journeys. And it creates this really strong bond that just makes everything just seem less I don't know if the word fearful is correct, but, you know, less intimidating, less scary. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I could really take on things that normally I would never take on. And being fearless, being courageous, a lot to do with that is because I've had people give me encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I've had people from the very beginning help me that didn't have to help me. Right. At all. And that's the moment I started. That's the most rewarding part. Well, maybe rewarding is not the right word, but it's the most inspiring part because if somebody sees something in you that you don't see in yourself because we are our own worst critics, yeah. you know, and they and they find a way to bring that out of you, yeah. I can't describe that feeling, but it, it's so awesome. It's a driving force. It really yes, is. It really is. I want to back up a little bit because there's a lot of what you just said uh, in all that that... I kind of want to figure out where all that drive and that passion and everything came from. So I really want to know, like, what got you into entertainment and voice acting later on Twitch? Did you always have that drive and that motivation or was that something that just kind of picked up as you got more intertwined in everything? That is a, an amazing question. I'm going to rewind it back a little bit in life and, and go into the creative side of my life, my creative outlet, I call it. I was a performer in band. I, I was Same trombonist. Here. I also oh, did nice. marching band. Same. I did. Yay. And so band geeks for life. Right. Um, <laughs> and so like that was my thing. And I, you know, when I was a little kid, of course, I did some theater plays here and there, but it wasn't to the extent of when I was performing. I actually started very early because up north in Massachusetts, where I'm originally from, mm -hmm. they start you out pretty early at like fourth grade. Whereas um, I noticed that when I moved to South Carolina, they start a lot of kids out in sixth grade. So I had an extra two years on my back uh, or on nice. my belt, excuse me. And that makes a huge or, difference too. It does. And so, but I pursued music all throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, and some of college, actually. Um, I was in a professional youth orchestra and playing in the, in the, the back with, with my trombone. And, you know, I was very heavily involved in performance I, at the same time, all of that was happening towards like my senior year of high school. That's when I actually started working at Medieval Times Dinner and Theater Tournament, Myrtle oh, Beach. Cool. And I started out as a gift shop winch. Apparently this doesn't happen. Funny story. It's like it's never heard of. For some reason, a gift shop winch being promoted to a princess. That just doesn't 
happen apparently normally what? it's a it's a server or but they have never had a gift shop wench audition for princess and land the role and that happened really? to me yeah it was the craziest thing because it was it was so unheard of that my entire department and gift shop that we all celebrated like they made me a scroll to officially like congratulate me on nice. becoming a royalty from starting out as a wedge going to royalty as a princess and then when i was you know doing princess and and acting on stage i was also learning to be a falconer and oh, wow. my husband at that time my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that actually trained me to be a falconer and ah. so i was doing falconry i was a princess working on stage even before all that when i was a gift shop wench what really kind of inspired the whole auditioning for princess was once in a blue moon they would pull a gift shop wench dress her up in an outfit you can't see her face but she would there would be a flashback scene that the gift shop wench would pretend to do, like pretending to be the princess, moving their arms around, speaking, but the actual princess is on the st uh, stage speaking, and we're in the sand mimicking. So that's kind of like where it started was that part. And then I just auditioned. I was like, I love this so much. Like I would love to actually like speak and right. be on stage. It was a fun job. It was absolutely amazing. Then I started pursuing a different career. Definitely, I never thought I'd ever be in hospitality, but I actually became a manager and I couldn't work at Medieval Times anymore because one of the things is, is that I had to have availability 24-7 uh -huh. because hospitality for certain areas, the hotel I worked at was 24-7 business. Oh, yeah. It was hard. It was miserable because people didn't want to show up to work. You know what I mean? Yep. And you being a manager had to be the person that showed up when they didn't. Absolutely. <laughs> and, so, and so like that was a hard thing for me to to give up. It really was. And so I was uh, in director of sales management, but then Ooh, I got promoted man. to operations, technically assistant general manager. Mm -hmm. But then I had my daughter and I took a step back in life because um, she had medical issues. I had really bad postpartum depression. And so like I took a huge hit in life. Like it was just, it was my lowest point because um, unfortunately I had a severe case of post postpartum depression where it just kind of like altered my way of life. Like I couldn't function like a normal adult for a while. Yeah. Thank goodness for my family and friends that have been there for me and helped me get the help that I needed through that process. And that's no but joke either. It's not. And and so what ended up happening was I gave up everything. Like I stopped working management. Um, I did, I no longer had a creative outlet. You know, I don't want to say that my dreams, like I didn't really have specific dreams other than I had the the typical I want to get married I want to have a family I want to buy a house right. like I had all those dreams and all of that happened in the course of three months by the way I I got married to my husband in May we bought our house in June we got pregnant in July like wow insane stuff and that was back when I was in management at hospitality Man, but we, um we're on the yeah. same page with so much stuff because I mean <laughs> I think we've talked about me and my wife a little bit and how fast things progressed with us like Man, yeah. we're right there neck and neck on so much stuff. Yeah, and, and it's a, it's it's overwhelming. And we were oh, young, yeah. so like we thought we could handle it. Mm -hmm. But you know, everything kind of hits you at once when you do stuff like that. And yeah. like kudos if you can handle it. But unfortunately, like we had to learn the hard way that it was not as 
uh, easy as we thought it was no, going to be. No, it is you not. You can only prepare so much, but then you're just not prepared. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. And so that's pretty much what happened to me. And then here comes the good stuff because that was on a sad note. Eventually, I got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. My bills were piling up. I was living penny to penny, paycheck to paycheck. We still kind of are, but not like the debt that we had prior to when you literally do everything at once was so bad Mm -hmm. that we felt like we were drowning. Now it's like we don't have any of that debt anymore. So we're very grateful, but we still have bills that we got to pay. Right. 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 Uh, But at this point in time in our lives, we had so much debt stacked up from buying a house, using credit cards to buy all this stuff that we, you know, at the time we just didn't realize that we didn't have to do it that way, but we did it anyway. And, you know, we just made a lot of choices that we could have avoided. You know, we learned the hard way how that unfortunately comes with the process of learning and growing and having a family and and having all these bills and things like that. And so all of this stuff was happening and I was just really sick and tired of it. I was at my heaviest. I gained a lot of weight because of the postpartum, especially like I just could not lose the weight because the depression was so bad that it just kept getting bigger. And then eventually I told myself one day, I was like, I am going to die. Like if I don't change my life right now, I'm going to die and I need to fix myself. I need to take care of myself better. And so I made the conscious decision to work on my health, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm by making sure I have time for walks, jogs, things like that. I had a I have a treadmill in my garage that I use. Same and here. Awesome. So <laughs> you totally understand. Yep. I would use that and I would eat a lot better than what I was doing. I need to work on that a little bit now because I got off track. But at the time, I was just like, I, I wasn't eating good at all. It was so bad. And I fixed that. I I can't do this 100%, but I did go vegan for two full months to completely cleanse my body of like all the antidepressants I was taking at the time, which I'm now off of because of the journey that I took. Thank you. And so like I was I was through this transition, right? When I was like really working on myself, I told myself that if I could get at a certain weight goal to take care of myself, that a gift to myself would be me going to meet one of my favorite voice actors of all time. And that's George Newbern. Mm-hmm. And he is the voice of Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. Yes. I've Children, Kingdom Hearts 2, Dissidia, Dissidia NT, all those games before the remake. And mm-hmm. he did some mobiles as well. But I absolutely adore him. He is he is one of my inspirations. And so my gift to myself was is if I lost 85 pounds within the course of like a year and a couple of months, my gift to myself is to go and meet George Newbern at a convention. And so I had lit, I had lost the weight, which was incredible. It was, it was not easy. I lost the weight. I got to meet him. And then I want to say around the same time I met him, an E3 event came out when they officially announced a release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Fun fact about me is the reason for everything where I am today is because of my love for Final Fantasy VII Original. I grew up with that game. It's a PlayStation 1 game made by... Oh, um, yeah. I think it was Squaresoft at the time, now Square Enix. I think that's... I think you're right. Yeah, and so, like, I grew up with that game, and that game really helped me throughout life. Like, it, like you know, when I had stress, I would wind down by playing that game. I played that game all the time, and I never got sick of it. I still don't get sick of it. When they announced that they were remaking it, I, like, legitimately cried. Then I found out that the voice actress for one of the main characters, her name's Brianna White, and she voices Aerith, 
Mm-hmm. I found out that she has a, an acting background, but she actually, you know, didn't do voice acting prior to. So that was really encouraging. I was like, well, you know, if she can land a role like that, you know, that's very encouraging. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's something that I could pursue one day. And so I actually reached out to a buddy of mine and was like, how do I get started? And this is where it got really interesting because I never thought I'd ever be a voice actor. I didn't even think of it as an option, to be honest with you. Like it just never clicked until, you know, that announcement that when I found out the background of Brianna White's story yeah, and all of it was starting to click. And I was like, why didn't I ever think about doing this before? And so I got all the information I needed by, you know, like I want to be a voice actor.com. I was told to research that before doing anything to make a decision if it's for me. I feel bad, but truth be told, I maybe researched that website for about half a day because I already knew I wanted it. So I was just like, yeah, these are all these warnings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want this. Like, it doesn't matter what these warnings are going to tell me. I know that's kind of bad, but I was just like, I'm just going to jump in and see what happens. And so I joined a Facebook group for voice actors and I saw casting calls on there at one point it's now more i think training leaning more training right now but at the time they had a casting call and i didn't know how to submit audio because i one i didn't have a mic the only thing i had was my cell phone and so i learned about soundcloud i i learned that to a certain point you can actually upload free audio to soundcloud mm-hmm. to use as samples and so at the time i uploaded a sample of me recording from my phone it was a little tricky of a process because I had to convert the files to the correct file before uploading it to SoundCloud. I had to get it to my computer too. It was just a, it was a process, but I still found a way to upload myself recording a monologue for like maybe about, I think it was less than a minute, I think, but it was a monologue that I was reading. It was an encouraging monologue. It was supposed to be like very empowering. And I submitted that to a podcast that was looking for somebody to do fake ads for. But then somebody that wasn't even involved in the post that saw me, they listened to my monologue. They reached out to me and said, at first, I thought it was a scam because, you know, you don't know who they are. They're yeah. reaching out to you randomly because they saw this recording. And he was like, listen, I want to work with you. And I'm just like, why? Like, what? How? how? Like, I don't under- This is a cell phone. And he was like, no, we want to hire you for a radio imaging spot. And so within the first two weeks, I got my first paid gig on a wow. cell phone. Yeah. And so, and that just doesn't happen. That's just the reality of it. Like that's not normal, but somehow it did. I was so blessed. And I knew immediately after that first booking, right, I knew I had to get a microphone. And that's when I upgraded to the MXL 990. And from there I started, I did several audio books. I did a lot of narration. Eventually I worked my way up to the Neumann TLM 103. Oh, twins again. Yes. Yes. And because I was told that a lot of studios look at the Neumann, you know, I wanted people to know that I was investing in my business. Absolutely. You know, it was a huge investment to make. It's not a, it's it's a very expensive microphone. Uh, The equipment's very expensive, Mm -hmm. but I did take a leap of faith, but I also at the same time knew that I had the work coming in. And even if I didn't, I still took, you know, like I was just kind of like, if I don't have the work, if this work stops, 
I'm going to be okay. I will find a way to pay this, like for this. Right. And so that I took a leap of faith and upgraded and was able to afford everything. And I actually recorded Blackwind, which is a multi-console video game coming out at the end of this year. I was able to record that on here and a few other video games that I have that are coming out. Nice. So it's it, it was worth it, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. It, it paid for itself. I was like, wow. And But, you know, it was a process. Like, there was a lot of headaches involved, a lot of things that I never knew that I thought I knew that I was going to be prepared for because of hospitality and management and stuff mm-hmm. that you just don't realize you have to uh, be prepared for, such as, like, public relations type stuff, how you are perceived in the public eye yep. and being constantly under a radar, being watched because people are like how are you going to represent my business with your voice people may not realize it but you know people are always watching yeah they want to know what you're doing and if if you do anything that they feel like is uh, a liability they're not going to want to work with you and i guess that's going to be considered blacklisting in a sense you know depending on like certain actions and consequences right. and things like that so i created my brand to represent the best part of me because I've been told that, you know, I'm colorful, fun, and friendly. Uh, The colorful part is more so to describe my vocal range Mm -hmm. and how it can just be like all over the place and stuff. And so I created this brand, Mercedes Lewis voiceovers to represent that. And I actually get picky with what stuff I audition for. I try to stick to what represents my brand. And if I do anything that's a little bit extreme, I say extreme as in like, if it's like, I'll stay away personally from not safe for work material, which we call, you know, in replacement of like Exotica, things like that for like uh, audiobooks Mm -hmm. um, and all of that stuff. So, but I would, even though I stay away from that, um, it's more so of a personal choice because I want to be as authentic and stick to my brand as much as I possibly can. So I built my brand from the ground up. It's going to be, can you believe this? Next month is my two years. My two year anniversary. Congratulations. (laughs) So if it's October, when you release this episode, I don't know when you release it. It's probably going to be at the two year mark. So early celebration to future. That's right. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We do record some of these episodes early. So (laughs) You caught so me. You're listening to this <laughs> in October. Hello, future October self. Happy anniversary. But for real, like the everything that I've experienced in two years has been unreal. Like I have never seen my life unfold the way that it has with voice acting, with Twitch streaming. Twitch streaming is actually a brand new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing surprisingly well. It's at a good pace. Like I'm not shooting up super fast to the point where I'm like, I don't, I, I'm scared. No, it's 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 a gradual process. I'm right. slowly growing it. It's growing at a pace that works for me because I want to know everything before I reach a certain point with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning and growing at the same time. And that works for me, like with voice acting, you're always learning and growing and, it, and you never stop. You yep. always want to train. You always want to see what you can do to hone your skills. And that's what I do with Twitch streaming. So what I ended up doing, some people may understand this, some people may not, but my brand Mercedes Lewis voiceovers is with a rainbow mic. And so I created the brand rainbow mic gaming for my Twitch to pretty much stay under the umbrella of Mercedes Lewis voiceovers and have them pretty much be hand in hand with each other. So, cause people are like, well, where'd you get the rainbow mic? And I was like, well, the rainbow mic is actually my business logo. So I, I just took the name and, you know, the colorful, fun, friendly and everything mm-hmm. is, is why I use the rainbow mic to represent 
my brand. And then I created Rainbow Mike Gaming on Twitch with that. And so from there, I still continue to be authentic to the brand, the the quote unquote new brand, even though it's under the same umbrella Mm -hmm. and just kind of like, you know, went hand in hand with both my, my Twitch personally is, um, if it doesn't have 18 plus on it, uh, my friends laugh at me because I put 18 plus cause of them. Cause they got potty <laughs> mouths and they're like, you just put 18 plus because you know, we are, you know, obnoxious and we say a bunch of curse words and I'm like, yeah, it's all your, all your fault. I love them. So I don't care. As long as I got that warning on there, I'm like, okay, we're, we're good. Right. But most of the time my, like me, even though some of the games are like mature me, myself, I, I don't, you know, I don't curse in my streams. I try not to, if I get scared, I might accidentally say dang it or something, you know, yeah, like, yeah. But but not dang it, you know what I mean. I've got to learn your self control. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like I try, I try to be as PG as possible because like every my Discord that I created to build a community uh, is family friendly. So like everything I try to do, I try to make it family friendly as much as I possibly can for my audience because you know that's my brand. That's that's what I stand for. Even if the content that I am streaming, like I will like give people warnings, like hey, this content is M for mature, but myself as a person i'm not going to go outside of what it is that i do and what i'm representing as a uh, for the brands that i have i stay true a hundred percent between both businesses it's almost like they're still like one business but they're separated into two brands so that people don't get confused and people can differentiate between the two it's like oh that's her voice acting business oh that's her that's her twitch business because the ultimate goal that I had, and and I am about to live it. This is amazing. Um, I had planned for this a year ago. Mm-hmm. I did not know it would happen so fast, but I had planned with my Twitch to stream games that I voice in, and tomorrow oh, I'm nice. going to be doing that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we are streaming the Blackwind demo. That is the biggest project that I've booked so far like that I'm just so proud to share with the world it's incredible you know voicing a main protagonist one of the main protagonists in that game along with two other characters that are just as important to the story um that was a huge deal when I got the email I was just so overwhelmed with joy and 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 just having a grateful heart because you just don't expect that to happen when it does because you audition and you're like Maybe I have a chance at one of these, but when they emailed me and they said, they're all yours, what's your rates? You know, I I was just like, I was floored. I was overwhelmed. Uh, I got emotional. It was a beautiful thing getting that email, but I had created my Twitch account because I, one day, my favorite thing to do in voice acting is character work. And I Mm -hmm. really wanted to pursue the avenue of video game work and animation. And I knew that if I stuck to doing the video game work, that eventually I would be able to stream the fruits of my labor. Like I can show the world, this is what I do. Like I, this is my voice acting, but I'm streaming it and we're playing games together and I'm building community. And so, and it's another way to reach my, a new audience. Cause I have a completely different audience with my Twitch streaming versus my actual audience from the voice acting side of it. For me to be living that tomorrow wow you know like I had planned this a year ago and not really sure where Twitch was going to take me because I didn't officially start it until May 
So, you know, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with it, um, but it's doing it's doing pretty good. I'm still considered a small streamer, but I mean, it's slowly growing. I yeah, I hope for it to be uh, pretty big one day, you know, and also like I'm not going to stop voice acting like those two together are what I, I love doing, mm-hmm. because like I said earlier, the reason why I pursued all of this was because of a video game. Right. So I was like, I need to stick with the things that I love. Like I really, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel like there is something about pursuing the things that you love where it makes it feel like you're not actually working, but you are. Right. And that's exactly what all of this is. And so I like to say that along with my daughter and my husband, that voice acting was my saving grace through all the darkness that I had prior to it, like uh, leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. And it came in at the right time. And I told myself, I, I, I need to be fearless. I, I just have to do this. You, It's really hard for me not to care about what people think. It really is. Unfortunately, sometimes I do hear things I don't want to hear yep. that isn't constructive. Like, you know, you will have to deal with as an actor because mm-hmm. it's an art. You will deal with some very negative feedback that's oh, not constructive, yeah. that's actually very toxic. And that was a huge thing for me to really adjust to and learn to really just not care about it. I, I had to stop because it, it was getting to the point where I was just like, how can I continue doing this if this is the kind of like stuff I'm going to have to deal with? And then eventually I was like, no, th- you're doing this because you love this, not because of what other people are saying. Like, you better not stop this. And so being fearless, being courageous... It just made it to where I could talk to everybody, even the people that, quote unquote, are intimidating, you know, big named people that I would normally be like, nope, I can't talk to you because you are amazing. And I am like a small bean. So I'm going to go to the direction. But instead, I love what I do so much that I'm just like, how can I learn from you? I worked with people like Mark Grell. Like I wanted to work with people in the video game side of things to to really like coaching from them to really understand how can I be like you? How can I book like you, mm-hmm. you know, and making like the kind of money that you make. The, the thing is, is that I didn't go into voice acting with the mindset of making money, but I knew it was potentially right, like a right. possibility. But then when I saw the success of others and that you can work your way up to that point, it was very uh, motivating and, and encouraging because I was just like, you know, what, maybe this can one day retire my husband and he can, you know, if he chooses to still work, he can. But he yeah. has the option not to have to go into work. Like, what if I can get to that point financially like a lot of these voice actors have? And so it's very encouraging. And I know that, you know, being an artist, like the, the saying is a starving artist. Yeah, that can be very true. I mean, I have experienced, I guess you could say down days and and that's where Twitch came into play. During my downtime, I decided I was going to do streaming. So when I have time, like I do streaming and things like that, kind of like as a quote unquote downtime while I'm auditioning and waiting for more work to come in and networking and building relationships and getting referrals and things like that. Because I'm such, I'm, I'm a baby in this industry. I'm still so new mm-hmm. that I do put myself in this mindset that I need to like be at a certain point. But honestly, I had to stop putting that much pressure on myself because I had to tell myself and remind myself, you're still a baby. Like you've only been doing this for less than two years, going to be two years next month. You need to slow down and really take time to learn. And when your time comes, you will be ready. And with that realization, I realized, you know what? 
I've been putting this unrealistic pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. I need to chill out. And the moment that I told myself to relax and just, you know, continue the course, continue working hard, learning, growing, things like that, it really made a huge difference in my path, you know, and where I am today, I'm so grateful. I, I look back and I'm like, who was that person prior to? I don't know who she is anymore because the person that I have become, I, I am so grateful that I have been shaped into the person that I am today, that I've been given the opportunity to mentor people, to help people in this industry, because I started with nothing, you know, and mm -hmm. I recorded on a cell phone. I had to work my way up. I had to invest. I didn't have help. I I was financially having bills pile up and thinking to myself, how am I going to be able to afford this? But I did because the work was there. It's just that I had to work really hard to get it. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you don't want to work too hard to the point where you don't like what you do, mm -hmm. but it does take hard work to get more work sometimes so and eventually you know i feel like one day i'm hoping and it's okay if i never reach this point but i'm very like i'm just like gung-ho that you know maybe one day this will happen i'm hoping that one day my work ethic and my reputation alone will have people reaching out to me and it has happened it really has like i have had people out of the blue that have hired me recently like it just started happening just started happening nice. so i do see that being a thing and like you know me booking because of referrals and people being like hey i heard about you through so and so or hey like i found you through twitch or hey this that and the other and i tell people every time and it's corny but when you show up you grow up so when you're showing people that you're going to show up to things and that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and you're showing commitment and you're showing reliability and you are very excited about each project that you participate in, it, it's a really beautiful thing because mm -hmm. you're building relationships with not only your clients, but also with the colleagues that you may be booking with, like you and I, yeah. how we, through the project that, you know, unfortunately didn't work out, but like we were able to connect through there and speak about it and be encouraged about other things that are happening right. in the industry. So that's kind of like where I'm at. Uh, I know that's a mouthful and I, I talk a lot and that's why voice acting is definitely for me, apparently. <laughs> Hey, it makes my job easy. <laughs> so I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'll be your host for this evening or morning <laughs> or whatever time it is that the audience is listening to this right now. I share this because I, I want to bring encouragement to people because, uh, you know, it's never it's not an easy road. Like they say, a roller coaster ride mm -hmm. because you're going to have your ups and downs. You really are. And during the downtime, that's where your support system comes in. Very true. And I, I have you, I have some really amazing co colleagues. Like I have my best friend, Greg Arnold. He's actually the other main character in Blackwind. We'll remind each other if we have to like daily, Hey, you're awesome. You're going to accomplish great things today. Except, you know, some people may not have this, but there are days where I'm just like, I, I don't feel good enough. Then him or, or somebody else that's really close to me will be like, stop. Like you are not going to go there. You are amazing. Stop. Like, just stop. Like, nope, not going to hear you say that. You know, and it's really funny. But like I sometimes sometimes I have imposter syndrome because mm -hmm. I'm so new in the industry. But yet yep. I'm doing all these things that I feel like a part of me is like, you haven't been doing this 10, 20 years. Why are you mentoring? Why are you doing all this stuff? Like, you're doing, why are you booking this type of work? You know, a part of me was like, how? I don't deserve this. But then I'm reminded by 
my support system, they remind me of the the commitment and the investments I've made and, and the time and energy that I've put into everything that I've done leading up to the moments that I've had, the training, the, you know, there have been moments where I would cry listening to my, I remember the first time I ever heard myself in an animation and I cried like a baby because I've, I just never thought that I would ever um, accomplish anything like that, you know? And, and, and so I have to remind myself of the beautiful things in the journey because we get so busy sometimes and when you're too busy, you forget about the good stuff that happens because you're just like work, 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 you know, getting this done, getting this done, getting busy, 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 life, 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 I mean, trials and tribulations with the real world, things like that. The other big thing that I tell people, it's hard, but I do accept the reality of my circumstances because my life isn't perfect. I got things that I need to work on. Family life, home life, yep. uh, financial life. The, my financial life has been the best it's ever been, but I'm not content with it. Like I, right. I have goals for it, right? Even though I accept the reality of my situations, mm -hmm. I don't get stuck in it. Right. I tell myself, this could stop you, but only because you let it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a really good example of that is I got into a really bad car accident with my family last year. I was a passenger and I got hit pretty hard, but Oof. not hard to the point where I had any broken bones, but my, I had chest bruising and it was right. a really scary time. And I was right. like, is this the end of voice acting? You know, I had a moment of, you know, fear and everything, but instead of giving into that, I said, you know what, I'm going to start putting together my studio while I recover. And I put together my current studio like I did. I was working on the inside of it and everything um, while I was waiting to heal from the, the bruising in my chest. And then I just continued after I was OK, continued recording. But I could have like told myself, you know what? It's over. Yeah. Just stop now. And a part of me was almost going to do that. Because I was just like, well, you know, you got injured. You're not going to be able to do this anymore. Like, it's done. And sometimes the reality is, is that may actually happen to the point where you physically can't. And, and that's that's a different situation. Right, right. But, but because it was like a certain injury and like, you know, the whole thing was scary. Um, a part of me was going to stop. But then I was like, you, you have to continue this because you love this. Like, you can't mm -hmm. let this go. My husband told me. And I didn't realize the truth of it until I really thought about it. He was like, I have never seen you so passionate about anything like this ever in the, I think it was like a, at the time he said in the 11 or 12 years that I've known you now we're going on 13 years of being together, six years married. And so he and would he know, like, he would know. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't, he knows me. And he was like, I've never <laughs> seen you this passionate about anything. He was like, do not let this go. And wow, was that a powerful thing for him to tell me? Like, it's the Absolutely. little things, you know, like little messages like that. That's all I needed to hear to mm -hmm. just like, but he, he reminded me, he was like, what you're doing right now, I have never seen you so passionate about before. You really need to just keep at it and just keep working at it and don't give it up. Don't let the discouraging time stop you. And it didn't. So because of that, because I kept going, even when times where I'm like, should I keep going? You know, because there's questionable times where you're like, should I, am I good enough for this? Mm -hmm. uh, I kept going and so many blessings have come from just taking that extra step, just going yep. a bit forward. And they say that the people that fail, they're literally one step away from success. And yep. I was like, you know what? Maybe my success is around the corner. I need to keep going. You know what I mean? And so, and Blackwind happened. 
because at the time I was like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'll never be good enough. And then the opportunity of Blackwind happened. And if I had given up at that moment that I was telling myself to give up, I would have never auditioned for Blackwind and I would have never like been in the game. Right. And so the reality of that is just so it's so encouraging. And so like if you're pursuing a passion, if you're listening to this right now and you're pursuing a passion that you absolutely love, don't let it go. Even when it gets tough, because it's going to get yep. tough. Life's going to get tough. But, you know, and we have to, you know, accept the realities of our situation. But we don't have to allow those realities, of, you know, and our circumstances to take away permanently the things that we love doing and pursuing, you know. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at. That's that's the, a little bit of a, a, a brief little insight to my life a little bit. And yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's not. But it is. There is so much happening right now behind the scenes that I can't even express how much is happening, Mm -hmm. but I'm not as overwhelmed as I could be, you know, because I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The mindset makes all the difference (laughs) in the world. Yeah. And I'm just so, I'm just so grateful. Like, you know, have a grateful heart about things and you'll, you'll be a lot happier in life. That's for sure. You know, just having a grateful heart really makes a difference. And I'm just so grateful that so many things are happening, even though it keep, like I'm super like, wow, there's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I get know? that. I get that. And that'd be easy to get overwhelmed with. But with what you said, you know, like about the Twitch stream building up and everything and everything is just so gradual that it allows you to make it manageable and maintainable so that you don't get overwhelmed and let something yeah. go awry with it. So, I mean, that's that shows a lot about your your character, your mindset. I'm trying to think of the right way to even say it, but the fact that, you know, like it's working off in a way where everything is still so impactful, but it's so manageable. Like that's just, that's amazing. Thank you. I feel like times are really hard right now, right? It's really hard to stay motivated. It's really hard to be encouraged, you know, um, especially if you watch a lot of news and things like Mm -hmm. that. And um, just try to fill yourself with good things. It's like we have a channel to our brain where if we're watching a channel that's really just like it's just a dumpster fire oh, um, yeah. and it's just bad. If we tune into that, we're going to start to feel the effects of that. We're going to start to reflect on that. It's going to be very difficult, right? So try to find ways to really find peace in the chaos, you know, and my outlets will, would be, you know, video games streaming is as weird as that is. I'm still working, but streaming is an outlet. Listening to music is uh, another outlet of mine. I love to sing. Singing is an outlet, you know, uh, mm-hmm. reading a book. I, I actually, this is, this is a uh, sad, but it's the reality of it. And I say that a lot. I apologize, but I used to be a bookworm. Growing up all my life, I was a bookworm. And then when I became a parent, I stopped reading completely. But then when I started voice acting and actually read my first novel in how long? Like I, I right. narrated an, an audio book for a, an actual book. I was like, wow, this is the first time I've read in how many years? But reading has really helped me a lot as well. Like I, I have finally started off the side, not even working wise. I have for the first time in years finally started recreational reading for enjoyment and not for educational purposes and not for like and just to wind down. And yeah. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this book. This is my type of genre. I love this book. I'm just going to enjoy this book and really not read anything quite else yet until I'm done with this book. That's another outlet for me. So when you plug into positive outlets, webinars, training, things like Mm -hmm. that, if you're pursuing a certain career, that can really help you as a person emotionally. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. 
and it's not that we're like you know tuning out like i said the realities of of what's happening around us. It's just that we're choosing to change the channel. Right. You're not overloading yourself with so much negativity that it just forces your mindset to change. You're giving yourself that option to embrace the positives and give yourself something to see in a different perspective and make yourself feel a little bit happier and realize things aren't as much of a dumpster fire as what they're saying it is, you know? Exactly. And this is just my personal rule. And everybody has their own way of handling things on social media, especially. But a rule of thumb for me is that I don't engage in anything super negative online. Like I will acknowledge what's happening, but I I don't I don't get involved with it. I don't make statements on stuff. I don't get involved with it because it does have a negative effect on me. Uh, It does does. weigh on me. And so, like, I choose to you know, not engage because I know that if I do, it's only going to like, it's going to me being an emotional and sensitive person. I think it's a cancer thing. You know, I like get cause we're both it, cancers. It so yeah, it's I, a I get it. Thing. It really, it really is. You know, if you're born and, and you have your sign as a cancer, definitely one of the hard things is, is that emotional empathy and like, we can really feel what's going on around us. And so we have to yep. be very careful, like what we surround ourselves with, what we tune into, Absolutely. Um, who we surround ourselves with is most important. Unfortunately in life, I had to make tough decisions um, in, because of voice acting and and mm-hmm. I really, I really have to thank voice acting for giving me the strength to do things I never thought I, ha- I was capable of doing because my passion was like fire. Like you, I can't explain the passion that's, that's yeah. here for all of this stuff, but there were toxic people that I had a hard time letting go. But the moment I did, I felt so much freedom in my life that I, I felt like the sky was the limit. I wasn't bounded by baggage anymore. And so that's, that's a huge thing is checking yourself and, and figuring out, you know, if you're you're struggling checking yourself like what decisions do you have to make to get yourself to a better mental state things yep. like that I had to do a lot of soul searching in this journey because I was like you know if I want to pursue this I honestly have to have a strong mind yes um, uh, voice acting the industry you are gonna like let's talk about the positive right the beautiful friendships the amazing clients that you mm-hmm. will encounter the love for the art of voice acting that those alone, that's it. That's like, I'm like, yep, good. The negative side to it is, um, let's say, and this is, this is from personal experience. Let's say that you're part of a fan base or not a fan base, but you voice for something that has a huge fan base. Yeah. And the fans don't like you. I have experienced that backlash because they just didn't like my voice. They didn't, they hated it because, um, at that time I was told not to use a, um, sensual voice. I was told to use my natural speaking voice for a narration and the audience hated me because they wanted somebody to sound very, you know, sexy, deep. Who's a good example. Uh, I can't really think off the, off the bat, but the type of content they were just not pleased with me. And honestly, it was, it was hard to deal with like the hate you're not always prepared for it and so you have to be very strong to deal with it and i have learned that uh not to read comments unless it's constructive and even Mm -hmm. then like if your client's happy like move on you know like i had to learn the hard way to move on because wow certain things can really like people are just mean when they're when they're on the internet they're oh yeah 
they're bullies and I've had some really nasty things said at one point. And the thing is, is that you will rarely see it. It's easier to talk about all the bad than it is the good, you know, depending on the fan base. Like if you like my goal is to create a community that's positive, encouraging and loving a family, you know, Mm -hmm. and I am very strict about what we allow in our community chat when I'm streaming I have an amazing mod team of people that I completely trust that are either family or actual like close colleagues or friends that I know has my back. And we're very strict about what people say. Like we don't tolerate bullying. We don't tolerate any of that. But there are unfortunately content creators that allow that. So you have to be very strong because you're dealing with all sorts of types of uh, personality traits. People may be engaging in certain uh, toxic behaviors because it's their persona on the internet and they allow that certain type of people to come in and kind of troll, you know? Yeah. So, and that was unfortunately the situation I was in. I was, I was working for a, a brand that was unfortunately like had very trolly people that were just very nasty and mean. And, mm. and so, but I had to learn, listen, that doesn't matter. Stop. I, I had to tell myself, is that really going to be the thing that stops you from doing this? Are you really going to let that stop you? And uh, a part of me was like, yeah, because this is horrible. And then the other part of me is like, nah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. It, it's hard. It what is. It's very hard because there are so many beautiful things involved, but you have to be in a good place mentally about yes. yourself. Yes, you do to deal with what we have to deal with because we are the faces of brands and and Mm -hmm. companies. And even though we're not the ones that write the script initially, what it is that we're, they're trying to um, show we as voice actors, we do get a lot of unfortunate, let's say there was an annoying character. You'll see this a lot on Twitter, especially, but the VA will get harassed. Yes. And it has nothing to do with the VA. It has to do with the writing of the character. That's what they wanted. They directed it that way. The character's really evil, really bad. Yeah. Or just like, just annoying. That's how they wrote the character. And then the actor comes in and acts it in the way that either the director will be like, yes, it's good. Or, you know, they'll create something based on a little bit of whatever they have in their skill set and things like that. And But it's not their fault. No. You know, but unfortunately we deal with it. Yeah. We, We to deal with that reality of if you get big enough and your character's annoying for a certain company there is the possibility of having to deal with people really not separating the actor from the character kind of thing and And so those are a lot of things that i learned as i did this because like i kind of knew about it a little bit because i'm being in the gaming industry Mm -hmm. you see it until you experience it it's something completely different Exactly. And so, and I had a little bit of an experience with it, but it was a good experience. I had uh, a fan base starting to grow with certain characters that I was voicing. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Grasshopper, uh, Onyx King's Grasshopper. A lot of people love her, but sometimes they won't address me as me. They'll be like, hey, Grasshopper, how's it going? And you know what? I roll with it. I don't care. I love it. I have fun with it. But some people do like, you know, they're, they're like, my name is this, you know, like, don't call me the character's name. Yeah. Me. I don't mind as long as you are not coming at me with aggression. Right. Like, 
that's where I draw the line is like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to threaten me kind of thing. But I have, you know, I haven't had that kind of reaction to, you know, of course, Grasshopper is a very lovable character. She's very yeah. relatable. She's a teenage superhero, but she like makes the funniest mistakes that normal people make. And I adore her, <laughs> but you know, things like that, when you go into voice acting, I am grateful for the ignorance that I had going into it because I was so passionate and had no clue what I was getting into mm-hmm. that, that kind of helped me like remain fearless and stuff and and then as i experienced the negative sides to to certain situations i was able to grow from it even though there were times where i'm just like is this really what i want to deal with like you know things like that yeah but when you have a support system when you have people in your corner who are going through similar situations or uh, you know your home life if you have people in your home life they're like listen like you're amazing you got to keep doing this because this is like something i've never seen you do like have a passion for anywhere else like somebody in your corner at home personal things like that i have family members that are normally not a fan of me because I am more sensitive and I have certain family members that are more cold and calculative. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it's like, Oh, you're so dramatic. And I'm like, well, that, you know, I'm an actor. So yeah. I guess it makes sense. But, right. right. Uh, but it, it would annoy them. But when they saw me doing voice acting and streaming, I didn't know this, but they would go behind my back and just say how proud they were of me, wow. which is like the total opposite of what it was. And yeah. they'd be like, actually doing something that she's like you know loving and she's doing she's doing so good and, and like i was like so and so said that about me behind my back what and then they <laughs> right? would my face and i'm like who are you right now like you know <laughs> and so i'm just so grateful for that and this is another funny uh, thing that i like to say because if people are feeling really bad with the whole rainbow mike gaming name I always say that at the end of every storm is a rainbow. And so I I want to help people through their storms and be the rainbow that shines bright because life is hard. And I I constantly want to help people because my whole journey, I had somebody in a sense holding my hand and saying, hey, this is how you can do this. This is how you can do this. I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to show you how to do this. Hey, um, you know, let's go to this event. Let's do this. And I always had somebody that was really helping me along the way. And that's when the whole mentorship came into the the question and everything. Like I, I was approached, like I had a gentleman that saw another podcast that I was on mm-hmm. and he was like, I really like your energy and we need somebody like you to mentor for, for video game work. What do you say? And I was just like, I was floored. I was like, are you, you're serious? Like you, me, like you could have any celebrity, but you choose me. It's a humbling you know, thing. I, I, it I really would, is. Oh man! And I just couldn't believe it. And I've met so many beautiful people in that academy, and like they're listening to the things that I have to share with them. And it's 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 weird, but it's like wow, like you actually are hearing what I'm saying, and like it's just it's a beautiful thing. It really is, and I'm so grateful. And if I stayed in the negative about certain things with the industry and and stuff, like I would have never gotten to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And so I really have to give credit to all the amazing people that have showed up in my life. They know who they are if they, if they hear this um, and just, you know, always having my, you know, my corner, always encouraging me and I will return the favor. If somebody's feeling really down and they're like, I just, I'm not feeling good today. I'll go in. I'll be like, well, how can I help you? What's wrong? Like, can I give you suggestions? Things like that. Um, I can attest that she will. She definitely will. I, I love, like, my thing is, is that I never want to mislead anyone. So I will be honest, if there's something that I don't know, and I can't help with, and I will say, hey, here's a resource to get you 
to where you need that info. But with my personal experience, if I know something that I can help somebody with, whether they're beginning, they're on their journey and learning a new genre, things like that. I will, I will do what I can to teach. And I also t- uh, teach on Twitch as well. Like I, I, I just had an intro to Twitch class on there, teaching people on what it takes to be a Twitch streamer, even though I'm not like a well-known streamer, like nobody really knows me on Twitch right now, but I'm still teaching about it because I am making income from it. So I'm like, well, this is how you can do it, but this is what it takes. Have a game plan. Be preparation is key. Like really, it really is like be prepared, research, 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 Yes. you know, train, 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 train so that when the big stuff do happen, you're ready. And that's why I'm like, you know what? The pacing and the timing of everything that's going on in my life right now is is happening in the way that it needs to so that when the big stuff happens, I am prepared, ready to go. And I walk in there confident and say, you know what? I got this. And it all circles back to what you were saying earlier, too. And it, it put a lot of things into perspective for me during this conversation where you put that unnecessary pressure on yourself because yeah. you realize you haven't been doing it as long as it feels like. And you have to pull yourself, you know, rein yourself in so that you're not putting that pressure on there. And I feel like that just kind of pulled it all in full circle in this brief little time we've been talking here. And it's just, ah, it's mind blowing. It's so powerful, though. You're so kind. Like, sometimes I feel like my words aren't strong enough, but I'm so encouraged to hear that you feel that way. You know, it's just from... All the experiences that I've had, I haven't necessarily had an easy life, but I haven't had the worst life life either. And the past couple of years have been some of the best years of my entire life, despite the struggles, you know? Absolutely. And so I, I want to help people and help them realize that, that, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you're in is you, you don't have to be in that situation forever. 100%. And I think like you were talking about your financial situation earlier, like, yeah, you may be content with it right now, but it's not the end goal. So you still have that motivation to keep you going there. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people like to fake it till they make it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I know a lot of people get embarrassed about being honest about their finances and I am being very transparent and I am being vulnerable right now by talking about it. But the reality is, is that I made some really bad choices in life and I had to reap what I sow for making some stupid purchases, right? Mm -hmm. Things that were unnecessary that I thought at the time were because I was young and growing up and raising a family, but I fixed that. I was able to learn from it. I fixed it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, how can I better this situation even more? And this isn't about more materials. It's not about any of that. It's about um, like things like with my husband, he has some medical issues that he has to deal with that Mm -hmm. really makes it difficult for him to work a normal job. So he's still at Medieval Times. He's been there for 15 years and he suffers from a form a really bad form of IBS and medications really helped. But unfortunately, he won't be able to work at a job that requires him to be outside for 12 hours at a time with no bathroom, you know, and like things like that. And so like a part of me is like, uh, he's just as creative as I am. Speaking of which, he's also he he got into voice acting because I did. He is uh, a trumpet player. He actually used to perform and get professionally paid to perform live for jazz ensembles and and different gigs like that uh, while he was in college, especially. Um, So he did all those different types of gigs while he was at Medieval Times. And then eventually the IBS hit him out of nowhere. Like he thinks that he's had it for a while and he just never acknowledged it. But I think that with the anxieties and stresses of life, it just kind of unfortunately took its toll. It amplifies it. 
Exactly. And so, you know, there's a lot of stress right now. And so like that really triggers it. When COVID first hit, he was unemployed for five months, but it was the happiest I've ever seen him. He was being super creative at home. He was doing things on the computer that I was like, are you really preparing for this, that, and the other? Like he was doing some really creative stuff. And it was really amazing to see like certain passions that he, I never saw him have started coming out. And I, I realized, wow, you know, he he really is happier. Yeah. Being home and working from home and, and, and like doing all of this stuff. And so with that realization and kind of getting a brief glimpse of what life could be like, with me continuing the journey that I'm on and him being a work from home dad, I realized that that's another huge motivator is being able to get to a financial state where my husband doesn't have to go to work every single day, six days a week. You know what I mean? Right. Like he doesn't get two days off. He works six days a week. He gets one day off a week. And that's a rough that's, schedule. Yeah. Man. It's frustrating. The show's got to go on baby. You yep. know, that's, that's kind of the mindset is they have all these night shows and, the only way to get hours is by working those six days a week. It's hard. It's not really like he's not really around family as much because of it. And so that was a huge motivator for me when everything hit and he was home for five months. I got him into voice acting. He and I are in a video game together that's coming out. Technically, it's already out, but they're about to, um, I had the developer tell me, he was like, I'm about to add in Tim's lines now. And I was like, no way. Nice. So like, you know, think like really cool things like that, you know, yeah. and but he wasn't able to do that prior to he was only able to do that and have the time for it when he wasn't like when he was unemployed for five months. And so that's really, really where I would love to be financially is to get to a certain point where our lifestyle can be kind of like that, except it's not because of COVID, but because financially I can, yeah. can do oh, yeah. what I love and, and create that, that stability that he currently is doing at his job. We went through some financial struggles. I actually had uh, very little money starting out with voice acting. I didn't know how I was going to do it when I realized how much you had to invest in it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't let that stop me, even though I had that little like, eh, you know, because that anybody would feel kind of bad if they realized the amount of money that you yeah. put into it. Oh, yeah. But I told myself, I'm going to do it in sections. I'm going to pay it off with the gigs that I get. I'm going to do it in sections. I'm going to invest slowly over time. And eventually I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to be just, you know, super content with the investments that I've made. And, you know, you could do tax write-offs as a whole other thing, but, yep. you know, because it's a business, that was the best risk I took. It was, and, and I don't even want to say it's a risk, even though so I don't normally like to make big financial purchases anymore because of past decisions I've made where I'm like very hesitant now, you know, mm -hmm. but it is an investment. Very and because true. of those investments, I was able to land some really amazing roles. The investments that I made in coaching that I was kind of like, oh, no, this is a lot of money, you know, because coaching is one on one coaching, not group coaching either. But one on one coaching, it can add up. It oh, really yeah. Can, but it's worth it. It is. Um, it very much is. It is. But it's expensive. And so like a part of me was like, oh, no. But then another side of me was like this is good. Like you did exactly what you needed to. Mm -hmm. So I I'm very transparent because people need more people to be transparent now more than ever. The whole fake it till you make it thing works for some people, but I'm not going to pretend that I am perfect because I like to laugh at myself a lot now because that really is honestly laughing is such good medicine. Like it's a, it's just a happy thing to do. Yes, it is. And when you get like 
told some pretty nasty stuff, you have to laugh at yourself. They had a, I forgot what this was on, but there was like a show or something where they're talking about psychology and how if a bully comes up to you and they start calling you all these names and you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I, I, I kind of am that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You yeah. take the power you away. Really, you take that power away and they like stop. And all of a sudden they're like looking at you like, you're nuts but it but it works because you're like yeah you know i could see where i am like that yeah you know (laughs) and it's not necessarily giving in and stuff like that it's just like but when you when you laugh at yourself and you don't take yourself too seriously and and we're not talking about not being professional we're just saying that you know like if you are recording something or if i'm on live stream like yesterday here's a good example of transparency we were doing community night and the game that we were all supposed to play decided that the servers were going to shut down right as soon as i go live oh, no. for an hour <laughs> so nobody could play for an hour people were mad uh, and they were blaming me even though it was not me like yeah. i showed them i was like let me show you chat let me show you I see you. I see you mad. But <laughs> instead of me being all like, eh, ah, ah, like, I was just like, whatever. I mean, like, I was like, well, this is what improvising is for. So we're going to improvise. Yeah. And, you know, it was a little stressful. It was a little annoying. But a part of me was like, you know what? It's too late. You can't do anything about it. So just roll with it. And so and I was like, you know, I can't take myself this seriously right now if this is happening, because there are going to be things that happen that are beyond your control. And and you can and, and how you react to that mm-hmm. determines, you know, your outlook and your outlook determines where you go and what you do. And so like things like that, when things go wrong, um, I have realized that it's okay to improvise. It's okay to laugh at yourself. If you're recording something live in a session and you really mess up a line, just stop, pause and do it again. You don't even have to apologize. They don't like when you apologize. If you You apologize, it just amplifies it. Exactly. Like you're, you're, it's like, yes, yes, we, we know that you did this, like keep moving on, you know, like, cause they're on a time frame and stuff, but you can laugh about it later and be like, yeah, you know, I really messed up that line. I said this instead of this. And I, I don't know where that came from, but I, I hope they don't mind, but I just went, you know, go roll with the punches. You can feel a little embarrassed, but you know, just laugh about it because you're going to ultimately feel better about yourself, you know, in the end, and you're going to continue doing what you love and things like that. If you're in this industry and, yep. but yeah, that's kind of where everything's at right now. Beautiful things are happening. Um, oh, I'm yes, a very patient person now. The moment I took that pressure off because I had a timeline, I still do. Like I still have a timeline in my head of when, where I want to be like five years down the road, things like that. But I really took this pressure off and said, you know what, you're going to reach it when you're ready. Like if you can't get it in five years, like just know that, or if you get it sooner, it'll be because you prepared for it. Not because you faked till you made it. Like you are going to be ready for this. So yeah, that's kind of what's happening in my life right now. And so many doors are opening. So many beautiful things are happening and it takes time. Time is a huge factor in everything like yes it is you want to be excited you want to share with the world but you can't because you have uh, non-disclosure agreements and all Mm -hmm. this stuff but then the moment you can and people can really see that you actually did do work and because for the longest time before Blackwind and a clunky hero and all these games that i voiced in nobody really knew that i voiced in games they're like you voiced in a game like Where's your resume that says that? You know, Where's the you game? Can't tell, you, know? you, can't, yeah. you can't say anything. Like all you could say, like to certain colleagues, I'll be like, yeah, I, I, I can do that. And they're like, you can. And then when Blackwood happened, they're like, oh, wow. But I stay humble. I understand people are very competitive in this industry. But my thing is, is that I'm the type of person where 
I am going to lift you up even if you're quote unquote my competing voice like if there was another voice actor who has a similar sound as I do and they're my competitor quote unquote I'm not going to be like meh 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 I'm better than you it's going to be like you know what if you get it I'm going to cheer you on and I and I just move on like I I continue auditioning I move on yeah there are auditions where I'm like I really wish I could get this and that's what happened with Blackwind. And, you know, that doesn't always happen, but I try not to hold on to the auditions too much because kind of like if I get really caught up in it, I'm going to feel bad when I find out like, oh, you know, like so-and-so has been cast for this and you haven't, you submit an audition, you forget about it. That's truth. And I know some people can't, and there are times where I can't, cause I'll be like, oh, I really want that. But the thing is, is that submitting and forgetting is it's for your benefit and your mental yes. health more so than anything else. And you that know? was a hard thing to learn too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so true. It is. That's 100% true and like ah oh, there's so many things like that you've said that I just want to go back and unwrap but we'd be here probably for the next 2 days if we did that. But Oh, I could talk for days. I know too. I, I love it. There's so much information out there, y'all. Absolutely. And I know, too, I I wanted to talk a little bit more about, you know, like Tim and him getting into voiceover as well. But side note, we talked at one point, you know, if schedules can work, which hopefully in the near future they can, having both of you guys on as a guest, because I want to talk about not only, you know, like you guys having the family life and the dynamic of, you know, like prioritizing family time, VO, Twitch and work and everything. But I also want to talk about like, I'm assuming you were a guiding factor in his voiceover career and getting started. And, you know, I want to learn more about what kind of like pushed him into the genre as well. So like, that's definitely something we're going to have to have like both of you guys on for at some point in the near future. That would be absolutely amazing. Yes. I will say that at one point at Medieval Times, he was the chancellor riding a horse on a mic. Full oh, show. God. He did all that. So when he saw me pursuing voice acting, he did have that background. And nice. I gave him my old setup. And that's kind of where it went from there. And But I, I, I'm, I do cheat. I do allow him to record on the Neumann for actual <laughs> gigs. But he has that microphone now. To really just use for whatever he needs to use it for. But he said to me, he was like, I love doing this with you. This is something we can do together. Like this is, it's really nice to, to sit in a room, go over scripts together and just create and and have fun. He was like, this is just a really nice thing that I enjoy doing with you. He, he likes acting. Like, yeah. A matter of fact, I think that if, if he really wanted to do it on a serious level, he really could. He had a fan base. He had fan girls because they were like, oh, my gosh, his voice is amazing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Tim, like you have that voice. You have a voice that people like love. <laughs> like, why don't you do this more? And he was like, "Nah, you know, I'll just do it whenever here and there. Um, Self-deprecation. So, yeah. But I feel like, though, if I got to a point in my career where I am able to financially support the whole family and he can just do whatever he wants kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I really do think that he would probably maybe pursue it even more. So it's just that he works so much that he never has the energy, which, you know, and that's another big, that's another big thing too, because I've, I've been there at that point in my career where like uh, the, 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 I'll call it the real world just literally drags you down. And like you said, sometimes it can make this feel like something you have to do Mm-hmm. rather than something you want to do or you get to do. And that's that's a sucky place to be in. So I, I get that 100%. Yeah, and if you ever get stuck in that place, take a moment, pause, 
stop what you're doing. If you need to take time away to just take time away, if that's what's going to help you get back into it, do it. Yes. Take those. I call them mental health days, but they can be called whatever. But if you need to step away from something that you absolutely love because you're starting to realize that the, that it's just it's starting to make you upset. Remember why you started it. Mm-hmm. Step away from it for a moment, whether that's a day, a couple hours, a week, uh, two weeks. You know, if, if that's what's going to help you continue your journey, just know that you don't have to have that unrealistic pressure of saying you have to work every single day right. of, of your life. Because the reason why we do what we do is so that we don't have to work every single day of our life. And you don't want to keep throwing fuel on that burnout too, because that can only escalate it so much worse. And then you could end up missing out on something that you did have that passion for since childhood. You may end up just resenting it just because you wouldn't take the pressure off of yourself. That's such a powerful statement. So true. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. It's a lot, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I struggle just like, you know, anybody else that, you know, is going through a really hard time and there's something about that fiery passion inside. And I, I tell people, if you really want something bad enough, you will find a way to get it. Like you will, like if you really, really, really pursue something that you absolutely love, you will find a way to make it work and your brain will get creative with it mm-hmm. because your brain will start to, and you have to tell yourself out loud, you know, I want to do this. I'm going to become like, I am this, I am this. So, you know, when you say it out loud and your brain can hear it through your ears, your brain, which is normally programmed to use, like to defend itself and not allow you to have change in your life because it wants to stay content Yes, to keep you in a state of, you know, normalcy, things like that. We're creatures um, of habit. Correct. And so the brain is naturally programmed uh, to protect us from change. But the thing is, is that you this industry is constantly like it's never the same. Every client's different. Every yep. job's different. Nothing's the same. Every experience is different. I have never had a gig that was the same ever. It's streaming, even though like I'm streaming a game that I've been streaming for like, let's say four weeks because it's a longer game. Every stream is a different experience because I'm live and who knows what kind of conversations are going to pop up. Or yeah. What's going to happen? Things like that. But, oh, you know, it's just one of those things. One of those things that you just have to I'm losing my train of thought again because I'm just like <laughs> the reality of it. It's insane. It is. It really is. I know we keep saying that, but I mean, like, there's really no other way to describe it. And it's the more you try to think of a better way to describe it, the more you lose that train of thought and you can't find the right words for it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, okay, what is it? It's just, sometimes it's just, is. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just but yeah, I just, I try to throw as much encouraging, you know, encouragement out there because it's so easy to just get knocked down. It yes. really is. And not get back up. Yeah, it's so easy. I feel like it's easier for us to get knocked down than it is for us to like experience the highs at times. Mm -hmm. But it's just how we think about it. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm like, I am like doing like a full circle in my brain right now. Sorry. It's like (laughs) my brain shutting down around this time. So I'm like, oh, no. So talking about the brain and speaking it out loud, right? When you speak out loud and your brain hears it after the defense mechanism goes off, right? When you tell your brain, I'm this, I am this, uh, one of the things I kept saying is, I'm going to be in a video game in three years, like a AAA video game in three years. And the other thing was, I'm going to be in a game, period. I think two years or around that time, like, and also three years if I didn't do AAA. And year one, I landed a video game. And I wasn't specific to what kind, 
it was just a video game because right. that was the reason why I became a voice actor. But I told myself out loud, I have a goal poster. Like there are things that I have written down of what I want to do, where I want to be. And I kept saying it out loud so much that no matter what my financial situation was, no matter what was going on in my life, no matter like if it was a car accident or, you know, um, everything around in the world, things like that. Mm-hmm. My brain started to create unique ideas on how I could reach my goals, even though I had these obstacles in the way. I love that. And that's how I got to where I was because honestly, I could have been like, you know what, brain, you're right. There's no hope for me. My life will never allow this kind of extraordinary life to ever happen. My life will never be extraordinary. I could have been like that. I really could have. But I said, you know what? I am just an ordinary person that wants to do extraordinary things but I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to this point. The biggest thing is the, the AAA video game. That's where I want to be. I am working towards that. I know how to get to that point. I know what I need to do. It's just that I need, I, I'm, I'm in the process of doing it. It's, it's not an overnight thing, right. you know, but I also know that the moment I get like you, you need to have representation. Everything that I've done, I am, I am not represented. I want to be but I'm not getting accepted because either somebody has the same voice as me, they don't have the need, or who knows? You don't get told why you're not accepted. Uh, most of the time, they don't respond. Yeah. Um, and then you just reapply in 90 to whatever 180 days it is. And um, I've been re- I've been rejected. I haven't gotten answers. But I know that the moment I get an agent specifically for animation and video game work, I know that there is potential for me to have auditions for AAA video games. Mm-hmm. And so like I with this in mind, I'm like, okay, well, that's where I want to be. But I'm just going to continue working hard at what I'm doing right now. And I bet that eventually when that happens, I'll be ready for it. Absolutely. Because a, a part of what really helps is a part of me is like, well, maybe right now you're, you're being rejected because maybe – it's not your time. Like maybe if you got accepted, you won't be able to commit enough time for auditions. Maybe just right now in this moment, you don't have enough time to do everything you want to do. Right. And so you need to wait for that. You know, you need to wait and let that happen when it is ready. And so like a part of me is even though like sometimes I'm like, well, I don't even have representation um, because that's a huge thing because people are like, well, if you don't have representation, then you're not really, you know, it, like it's just really weird negative stuff you will see yeah. people say. But I'm like, I'm still booking work. Like I don't need an agent to book work, but I do need an agent to get to the stuff to where I want to be. So with that in mind, it's not going to stop me from what I'm doing. It's just that that's a new goal I can have and something that I can pursue and be like, you know what? I want to be here. I want to do this. And I'm going to, up until that point, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing, but also grow in what I need to grow in. I need to train and work with a coach and what I need to work in and all of this stuff. And, and, you know, continue to build my resume if that's an issue and, you know, things like that. To the point where one day I will voice in a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sup, Putting square. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> square Enix, your girl is ready to go. No, but for real, without representation, a part of me had that imposter syndrome, especially. You know, a part of me was like, well, why am I mentoring people? Like, why am I doing this? I don't even have this. But the thing is, is that that was my brain telling me that I needed to stop because there was too much happening, too many changes going on in my life because of voice acting. And I didn't listen to it. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. It does not matter. 
that I don't have representation. That is something that I can aim towards. That's not, it's not an end all for me. I can still book work without representation because I am doing everything that works for me with my business networking. Referrals are huge for my business, like the biggest, because I'm showing up. People can trust me to get the work done. People can count on me. If somebody's referring me, they're not going to regret it. Yep. I will make sure that that referral, they're going to be like, wow, you, you referred her? She's awesome. Like that's the kind of reputation I want to have surrounding me when it comes to, to all of this. And so, and I know that I just need to continue the course. I need to continue what I'm doing. And one of my friends that has like seven or eight representatives, like agencies and stuff, he was like, it's going to happen. Like, you're just going to keep working and working and working. And one day it's just going to happen. And you're going to be like, huh, I was so excited and encouraged by that because he was pretty much telling me that just continue what you're doing, continue the journey, keep working. And then eventually it's going to happen because you're not stopping. You're working, you're, yeah. you're doing stuff, you're progressing, you're being a professional. It's just that, you know, just keep doing that. And eventually it's just going to happen. And you're, you know, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Cause that's what happened to him. I don't know if he had the same struggle as I did as far as representation goes, but at the same time, like I also put this weird pressure in myself saying that I have to be this at this time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I stopped doing that as well. Like, do I still submit to agencies here and there? I will. There are certain things that I would like to uh, switch up a little bit before I go for the bigger stuff, but I'm still submitting here and there. But instead of me being all like, uh, I'm not going to get it. I'll be like, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's where my journey's at right now. I'm very humbled by my journey. I am very transparent about my journey. I don't fake it till I make it. Um, I've made some really great moves in my career. Yes, you have. It's okay to be proud of that. But at the same time, I have such a big and grateful heart for it that I will never be like, yeah, I... I got it because I'm awesome. It's more of like, I'm just very humble. So I, I, I'm just like, you know what? This is an opportunity that presented itself to me. It could have been anyone. And I don't take any of that lightly at all. Like everything that I'm going through right now, I'm not taking it lightly. It, I, I do tell myself, you know, you were the one chosen. They chose you. Do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Get your job done. Do it professionally. Uh, have that, you know, loving relationship with your clients if you can. Like if you can have a you know a good relationship with your clients then they're you're bound to get more work in the future and yes i try to treat every single client with the utmost respect i try to make them know like in a in a an interesting way where i'll tell them if you need anything at all like let me know like if you want to talk about the project like you can like i have some some developers that would they would talk to me about some of the, the stuff that they were adding to their game and i would be involved with that you know, instead of me being like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to hear about it. I will get involved and be like, yeah, yeah like what else is going on? Like, I, I really truly believe that when you show a client that you really genuinely love what it is that they're presenting to the world, beautiful things just happen from being nice. Like, it's yes. not hard to be yes. nice. Like, just be nice. Just be nice. Just be a good person. When you help each other, it comes full circle. It really does. It does. Um, I helped one of my buddies get an audition for a video game. He booked it. Guess what nice. he did? He got me a referral for a video game and I booked that game. And he didn't have to refer me. He's a colleague of mine, excuse me. And he saw me show up and do work. Like I wasn't like one of those people that was like late. Like I did the work. I did it. I, I made sure to give them the absolute best quality that I possibly can. Like I put everything into it. 
And people will notice that when they work with me as a colleague, they'll notice that I'm just like, I, I don't mess around. Like I will do everything in my power to give the best that I can because I'm so proud of the projects that I want them to have the best for their projects. And then they will see that I'm showing up, I'm doing the work. And then it comes back full circle because I'm also referring people to other people if I mm -hmm. find something. And I have a discord that I have a, a, a voice actor section for, for casting calls. Like I will share it. Even if somebody is quote unquote a competitor, I don't care because we're all learning and growing and, and yeah. sharing with each other and referring each other. And it, it does come back in full circle because there's nothing wrong with helping other people. No, and in the process, you don't know when you're going to get blessed. Like I got blessed in with Blackwind mm -hmm. and, and Clunky Hero. I mean, just opportunities that I would have never thought two years ago I'd get. So I'm grateful. Ah, I know people can't see right now, but I've just been smiling and nodding my head through all of that because literally like you embody the mentality that we always hear about where it's not how can this benefit me, but how can I help you? What can I bring to the table to make your project or make your dream a reality? It's the humble servant mentality. I guess that may not be the, the proper phrasing, but you're more for the bigger picture and the overall project more so than what can I do for myself or how can I get ahead? You are in it for like everybody. And that's just, ah, that's like the perfect embodiment and something that everybody should strive to be. I want to thank my, my, uh, my mama, my mama skills, maybe. Yeah. Like the whole thing. <laughs> you know, and not everybody is like this, and that's okay. Like, everybody has a different personality. Yeah. My personality is, is that when I'm in a project with a group of people, we're all not the same. Like, we all have different personalities. People are going to probably be, like, overwhelmed with me, whereas uh, opposite, I might think somebody's, like, insensitive and I'm too sensitive or something, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, like, when I go into these projects, I want to treat everybody like they're a part of a family. Like, I want them to feel you know, that they're a part of something big and welcomed. And if I have the opportunity to be a pro part of a project where I can be involved with the other, you know, actors as well, that's great. You don't always have that opportunity, especially with bigger stuff, like where they have you in a studio, you're by yourself, you may not have the other actors with you and you don't really have that connection. But there are certain projects that I've been a part of where, we are all part of like a server and we can all communicate on the server or a mess, like some sort of way that we can all message each other and we can build context from that. And I'll call people kings and queens. I'll be like, yes, queen. And they'll be like, no, you're a queen. And I'm like, no, I'm just a humble servant. I serve the public. Like I'm here to help because the thing is about for me is when I serve others, it brings me great joy. I used to be a very selfish individual or hateful. I used to be a very hateful individual because I was bullied throughout most of high school and so like there was a part of me that had that anger and was like nobody likes me it was a huge struggle and I was like you know I don't want to be that person like I never want to be like that ever again because yeah I was bullied but I'm not gonna let that determine who I am now yes growing up you know because like I got bullied for stupid stuff like I wasn't wearing name brand clothes so people were making fun of me for being quote-unquote poor because I didn't wear like or what, what I forgot what it's called. Wow. I don't even know the brand. I know Abercrom Abercrombie. Yeah. Abercrombie, Hollister, whatever it was. Hollister. It was Hollister. Yep. They, were, they were like, you don't wear any Hollister because you're poor. Like stuff like that, you know, because there was mm -hmm. a huge gap 
between kids that come from a uh, higher income versus low income. I, my parents were middle class, but like we didn't shop at those places. We, yeah. those, those, you know, stuff like that. I got bullied for and being too quiet at the time, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I, I was too quiet. So people would be like bullying me. And so eventually like I had all this anger built up and, and I feel like my child really, when she was born, she really like knocked me on my butt in a good way. Like I needed to get served with life on a plate mm-hmm. because they do I was that such a brat that I really needed to get a wake up call and I got it and I'm glad like it was oh, yeah. hard, but I was, I, it, it, it got me ready for this because imagine if I never went through those struggles with my daughter and, and myself, imagine if I never had, that. I would not be the same person that I, that I was prior to like, right at the moment I started voice acting, I was a very humble uh, person still am. But like when I first started voice acting, I was already ready for it because I already wanted to serve others and, and serve in a loving way and never be that person again, ever. Because, you know, I, I learned that that's just not for me. Like that's it's toxic. And so um, that prepared me, my daughter prepared me for voice acting. And so like, I try to help as many people as I can. And people are like, well, what, what's in it for you? Serving other people brings me such joy there's no underlying motive for that but i do know that kindness goes a long way and that there are people that will recognize that kindness and you may get lucky and somebody blesses you in a way that you were not prepared for and they will refer you to something to a job that you're like are you serious and it happens like you know what i mean and so i know that kindness goes a long way but i choose kindness because kindness is a lifestyle and it and yes it is it brings joy during all the like the eh parts of life, you know. Yes, yes, so, it does. To the audience that's listening to this, I hope that you have felt some encouragement while while listening. And I am glad to share my story because being transparent and authentic and vulnerable, it's not easy to do. But there are so many people that are in the same boat that have no hope. You know, online we're seeing everybody looking so perfect. Yeah, yeah. And if there's no transparency, then they're like, well, I can never amount to that perfection. Yep. That's why these people will get put on <laughs> pedestals. And then when you see that they are human, even if they like, even if they fall, I, I say fall, but you know, even if they fall from grace for doing something that you or I have done, it tarnishes that person's image in the viewer's eyes, right, wrong, or indifferent. But if you see that these people are human too and they don't end up in the category of idol worship, like you see that they're on the same plane as you just because they're doing something that you wish you were, whatever it may be, you know, if they can relate and they have that vulnerability and they don't see it as a weakness and they see it as a strength of being in touch with themselves, that not only humanizes them, but it makes them more of a role model to somebody that may be going through that difficult time that may need somebody like that or may like, wow, so-and-so did this. So now they're, you know, I'm not alone. And that's the entire reason I wanted to start this podcast is because there's a lot of stuff that I've struggled with and just have not talked about or have sucked at opening up about or just not really had the best way to communicate it. And there are other people I know that have been in the same boat. And I can only imagine that what I've experienced, what you've experienced, and so many other people have experienced is just a drop in the pond compared to like the entire landscape of people that may not know how to communicate this stuff. So it's a powerful thing to be able to communicate that, to be in touch with yourself, and then to be so vulnerable, like you said, so that other people 
can relate to you, even if it may take them a minute to come to terms with it themselves and then address it from there. Yeah, I, I truly believe that, you know, when you're humanizing the, the reality of things and you're not perfect, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you're showing people that you don't have to have perfection, like to do the things that you love. You don't have to be perfect. Um, do you want to strive for 200 percent? Yeah. Does it always work? I mean, life happens. You know, yeah. you can't. There are things that are beyond our control and, and it's hard because we don't want to get caught up in that, but sometimes we do. And so, you know, I share that transparency because I was given grace by people that they didn't have to show me grace. And they, they literally, I, when I mean they held my hand, I had an audio engineer friend that just walked me through so much. He didn't have to help me with learning how to, to, edit my audio to make it presentable for auditions. I don't go crazy with my editing either. It's just that he was the one that taught me. He didn't charge me because he was actually like, we're going to like, we're going to have you do gigs with us and things like that. Like we want to, we want to prepare you. He didn't have to do that, but he invested that time into me because he knew that I was going to be there and show up and record whenever mm-hmm. they needed me for spots and things like that. But he took the time to help me. And I was like, you know what? I really want to pay it forward. And, you know, meeting George Newburn, the the uh, actor that I was talking about earlier with, you know, being an inspiration in voice acting, I had bought him. He had also had voiced Superman in uh, Justice League yes. animation movie. I had bought him a small, because I know that he had to go on a plane back to California, so I didn't get him anything too big. I got him a small Superman pin, went up to him and said, you know, when I went through some major depression, like, your voice saved my life. Like, it helped me. And, you know, now I'm in a position where I could probably, like, if if ever given the opportunity that George Newbern was given, I would want to help somebody that's struggling, mm-hmm. simply if it's by the work that I do. You know, there's a lot of... A lot of great things that I am grateful for is you start with a why in this journey, but then you start to develop more whys and more whys and more whys. And you're like, wow, like this is I, I had an original reason why I did this. And now I have a, a new reasons why I'm doing this. And it's just beautiful. It's great. And and just, you know, going with the flow really does make a difference when you realize that life is not going to always go the way you want and you can prepare all you want. Um, if you go with the flow and you, sh- and you have flexibility, you can work around that and, and the changes cause there's a lot of changes, right? Oh um, yeah. If you can do that and you, and you can find a way to handle all of that, like you're going to be successful. You really are like, you, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. if, if that's what you're doing, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to pursue voice acting and, Embrace change. Yes. Embrace it. Love it. And be like, you know what? It's going to be okay. Yep. And it's going to happen no matter how hard you try to fight it. So you might as well just enjoy the ride and go with the flow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like putting it in very, very nice terms, but it yeah. will happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because my life changed in the blink of an eye with Blackwind. Like, who knew? Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, and then all of a sudden, like convention invites. Yep. And then the uh, I, the developers, I spoke with them, and I said, "Listen, I'm an actual guest at these events. Would you like for me to represent Blackwind?" And they sent me marketing material to show to the world oh, the man, game that I voiced amazing. the game in. And it's just like they didn't have to do that, but I I told them. I said, I, do you want me to represent you guys there? I'd love to. I was like, you know, is there anything you will, you can send me like flyers or 
they sent me a banner. And I was like, yes, yes. Any convention I'm invited to, I will be using that there because it's a big deal. You know, celebrate your wins, whether they're small or big. That's the Mm -hmm. big, big one. But like there were times where I was celebrating learning how to edit. I was (laughs) celebrating my first coaching session. I was celebrating learning how to do a new voice, like celebrate small wins. Yes. It doesn't have to be big every time. Like just be excited as much as you possibly can when you're pursuing something you love, really. Like, just have an excited and grateful heart, and you're going to go places. You really will. Like, struggle is a part of the process, but growing pains is a part of the process. Failing forward is a part of the process. But as long as you go with the flow, it, you're going to be successful. You're going to be able to do it. And you just keep going. Don't give up because they always say the people that fail are the ones that are literally one step away from success. Yep. That's it's, it. It's That's literally. The only difference. It's literally that picture that you see going around on Facebook or social media where it's the two guys in the diamond mind. One's coming in hungry with the pickaxe. The other is right there. And you see him turning around with the axe over his shoulder and he gave up. So, I mean, it it literally can all be summed up in that picture right there. Yep. Don't give up. Keep going. But man, like we, we've covered so much ground here tonight and there's still so much more that I want to get into down the road too. But like, again, just going back to your personality and who you are, thank you for being so generous with your time here tonight, being so open and so vulnerable, because I know that there's somebody out there that is going to benefit besides me. I'm going to tell you right now, I've already (sighs) taken so much of what you said to heart. And as I listen to this back, Like, it's going to be constantly beating myself in the head to not put the pressure on myself, give myself credit for the little victories, and just stop being so hard on yourself and be your own cheerleader. Be supportive of your friends and, you know, just be supportive all around. Like, there's so much that I have learned from this near two-hour conversation with you, and I can't thank you for not only being so eager to, to come on here tonight, but for, again, just being so generous and so open to tell your story. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to tell the story. I, I, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you again. Seriously. Absolutely. And it means a lot. Uh, it, it was my pleasure. I can say that 100% with certainty and all honesty. It was my pleasure. And I'm going to make sure that we have notes and links to not only your social medias, but to your rainbow, uh, my game. Ah, I'm see, I'm, I'm flustered right now. I'm, I'm brain no, farting on everything. You, know what? you you were on track with that because a lot of people are like Rainbow Mick Gaming. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's Mike. I was I'm like, like, darn it, it's uh, Mike. I'm just teasing, but yeah, for real, no, I, it's a good kind of fluster because yeah. I, I hope that um I, I'm just, I'm literally floored by so much. Yeah. Right yes. Now? Like this, I feel pumped again. It's like yes. I'm hearing myself speak this stuff out loud, right? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I remember learning that. I'm going to say that out loud. I'm going to, you know, and yep. and it's encouraging. It's weird because I'm encouraging myself at the same time, but it's it's something that we need to say to ourselves out loud, you know, more often. Absolutely. Our brains need to hear it, and I'm so glad that you're encouraged. I'm oh, encouraged. Yeah. I hope that whoever's hearing this is encouraged. It's always an honor to be able to discuss things like this. Mm-hmm. I, and, and the fact that you chose me, I, I just want to say thank you. Like, it really means a lot to me. And I'm so I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm so grateful for Same here. the journeys that we've gone on together. I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster ride. But I mean, it's awesome. Yes. It's been awesome. Because if it was if it was a straightforward path or if it was easy, anybody everyone could do it, do it and everyone yeah. would do it. Yep. Yep. 
again, I, I can't wait to see where the next, you know, rise is going to be on the roller coaster, not only for myself, but for you as well and for everybody involved. Like, it's just literally, I want the community to succeed. You want the community to succeed. And that has shown through with not only your words tonight, but the inflection in them, the tone of your voice, like everything about you just exudes positivity. And that's what everybody needs right now. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right this time now that I'm I'm getting the emotions in check and I'm not as floored, but I'm gonna have the link to Rainbow Mike Gaming and the Twitch stream in the show notes so that people can subscribe and follow and support there as well. Appreciate that so much. My pleasure. It. Everybody out there listening, thank y'all again for tuning in for another awesome week. Thank you for keeping us going for three months so far. We've had 12 amazing guests and the ride is just going to keep on going. It's only going to get higher from here. We've already got more guests lined up. A lot of big names are going to be coming on as guests and I can't wait for you to hear those episodes. So please just keep doing what you're doing. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, subscribe on your preferred platform, iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five-star review and just keep sharing the podcast and be good to one another. And Mercedes, I just want to thank you again for everything you've shared here tonight and for being so generous with your time. Thank you. And I hope you all just, like he said, be kind to one another and be encouraged because it's it's just life is beautiful. And, yes, and it make is. Make the best of it. Make the best of it. Thank you again. Oh, it was my pleasure. And guys, make sure you tune in again next week. I know you hear me. Are you interested in being a voice actor? Or are you already a voice actor wanting to level up your career? Then my voiceover coach can help. Elise Bowman and I have been working together and she has helped me take my game to the next level and find a whole new confidence behind the microphone. Go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. She's a results-driven voiceover coach who works with you whether you are completely new to voiceover or you're a seasoned professional. She focuses on three areas. The craft of acting the technical side, so she'll help you set up a home studio and you're going to be surprised at how inexpensive that can be. And the business side, you'll learn how to get a demo produced, how to submit to agents, and how to market yourself. The most fun part of it for me has not only been finding that new confidence, but also finding new things I can bring to characters for animation and video games. And like I said, just go to EliseCoaches.com, that's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com, and remember, I know you hear me, and I want to hear from you, so let me know if you have any questions about my experience with Elise. Remember to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at the Flynn Hendricks.